0: What letter grade would you give to every member of the 2023 Boston Red Sox? Tune into today's episode of Locked On Red Sox, where I go through and give a letter grade to every Boston Red Sox position player. You are Locked On Red Sox, your daily Boston Red Sox podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Red Sox, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gabby Hurlbutt, former ESPN social media associate and current host of the Boston Balling Podcast, here to bring you the latest in all things Boston Red Sox straight to your feed Monday through Friday for free. And also, speaking of free, Sirius XM has you covered for free as they will get you the home broadcast of every Red Sox game so you don't have to miss a single pitch. So just download the Sirius XM app straight to your phone today and search Red Sox and you will have the broadcast generated to your feed for every game. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account and use code LockdownMLB for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Thank you for making Locked On Red Sox your first listen of every day. We're going to have some fun on the show today. I'm going to be going through and taking everybody back to school, the 2023 Boston Red Sox, going through and grading every position player on the 2023 Boston Red Sox. So this is basically any player who – wasn't a pitcher this season, and um I really just incorporated on here players who spent enough time with the team to make a heavy impact. So, for example, catcher Caleb Hamilton, who really wasn't um up in the majors for that long and had such a small sample size, is not included. Bobby Dahlbeck also is not included because He ended up stepping in at the end of the season when Casas went down with an injury, but he, to me, was not in the mix for enough of the season to really have made enough of an impact for me to give him a fair letter grade. But I did, however, include players like Kike Hernandez and Christian Arroyo um, on here because they did spend a good amount of the season with the team. So Everybody's grade that I gave them is based on the impact they had on the team, both physically with their play, but also attitude-wise and personality-wise if they made a positive or negative impact on their teammates. So there is certain criteria that I used, but I'm going by position and I will tell you why I came to the letter grade that I did. And If you're listening to this and saying, wow, she's a pretty light grader, definitely let me know. Or if it's the opposite, if you're listening to it and you feel like I'm too strict of a grader, you can also let me know because remember, this is all subjective. It's really your opinion on how that person provided value to the Boston Red Sox. I'm going to start with the Red Sox third baseman and the face of the franchise who is coming off of a big season in which he had just signed a major extension with the team and pressure was on him to perform. So Raphael Devers, he started off the season relatively slow. And in the first half, he was putting up numbers that weren't necessarily up to par with what Red Sox nation was looking for from him. Um, But then when he started to kind of find his groove again, he was putting up Rafael Devers caliber numbers, again, and the types of numbers that we're used to seeing from him at the plate. And he still put together a very strong season for Boston and still helped lead the team in a lot of offensive categories. So I am giving Devers an A minus as my letter grade on the season for him. And the reason I put A minus as opposed to A or A plus is because Again, he did start off slow um, and it took him a little while to get into the swing of things. So that knocks him down a little bit, but he did enough for me where he doesn't fall all the way back into the B range. So I'm still very much team Devers. I think he's going to absolutely go off next year and have a big season, Um, but for now, I had his impact on the Boston Red Sox in 2023 at an A minus. Heading over to the middle infield now. This player was injured for almost the whole season until rejoining the team down the stretch in the last couple of months. Um, his arm has vastly looked better since having surgery and He came back and made an impact defensively on the Boston Red Sox. So Trevor's story, this player here overall so far in his time in Boston has been up and down and he hasn't quite been able to find his groove at the plate. So because of that, I have to give him a C. It's kind of right in the middle in my eyes because his plate appearances were pretty horrid when he came back from his injury. So he just really could not figure out how to hit. But defensively, with a team that made so many errors in the middle infields, they really needed his defense. So when he came back and was able to make that huge impact defensively at shortstop, it made a big difference for the Boston Red Sox because they needed his defense back. So that bumped him up a little bit and kept him around somewhere in the middle. So I think a is an appropriate letter grade for story that could go up next year, assuming he plays the full season and hopefully he can improve at the plate and figure out how to do more to contribute from that standpoint. But he's right in the middle for me. Sticking with the middle infield here, I'm going now with a player who um, was pretty bad. For the Boston Red Sox. I mean, he could not figure out how to um make a positive impact on the team. Um, he played in the outfield, he played in the infield, and the Red Sox kind of bounced him around from position to position because he could not figure it out, whatever he was playing. Kike Hernandez had the most defensive errors in baseball when he was playing shortstop for the Boston Red Sox. Negative runs allowed um, and or negative runs saved, I should say. And also was that guy who basically made it a negative wins above replacement percentage. So basically that means if you inserted a replacement player for Kike Hernandez to play his position, then they would have gotten the same number of wins that they got with him. So he didn't make a positive impact when he was playing shortstop to the point where it was helping the Red Sox get more wins. It actually caused them to lose a few games um, because when it came down to him being able to make a big play at shortstop, he could not make the play and not to mention his offense was just really pretty bad. um, And he could not get those big hits with runners on base When he came up to the plate, you were just not thrilled because he was basically an automatic out every time. So for all of those reasons, I gave Kike Hernandez an F, and I know that sounds very harsh. But realistically, what did he do to make himself higher than that? He honestly was a huge liability for this Boston Red Sox team. So I'm not letting him loose right now at all. Um, He, to me, is an F. Coming up, I'm going to be going over other position players and what their letter grade is for the season, including who was the team leader for 2023 and made such a large impact on this Boston Red Sox team in what was a surprising fashion. So that's coming up next. Are you ever looking for last minute deals on tickets? Game time has you covered. I've had so many situations where I've been frustrated trying to buy tickets for things because I'm trying to go with friends who aren't good at committing to things in advance. So I'm waiting for them to get back to me. So therefore, I can't purchase tickets because I don't know how many people I'm going with. If that ever happens to you or you have a friend group that's just not great with organization and coordinating things, Um, game time will be a lifesaver for you. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKDOWNMLB for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. GameTime is the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. See the view from your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. All in prices show your total upfront, so you know you're getting a great deal without hidden fees. Buy tickets in seconds with two taps. Believe me when I say it's so easy to get tickets on game time and they really will find you the best prices and best deals. So don't stress. It takes the complete stress out of buying tickets. Also, you don't have to be stressed about missing Red Sox games. If you download the SiriusXM app, just search Red Sox within the app and you can get the home broadcast of every Red Sox game straight to your feed for free so you don't have to worry about missing out on a single pitch of 2024 Red Sox baseball as we head into what will hopefully be a much better season for Boston. Speaking of the 2024 season, a lot of players will be back on that team in 2024, likely including Pablo Reyes, who had a good season for Boston, was hitting over 300 and defensively played good shortstop and second base. Um, And it was nice to have him be able to play both of those middle infield positions because for the whole season, the middle infield for the Red Sox was just really scrappy. They were trying to switch people around and put certain people in certain positions, hoping that certain players will work out better at second base versus shortstop. So the whole thing really was just a big experiment all season long with trying to make ends meet from the middle infield. Um, But Pablo Reyes was a breath of fresh air. He's a versatile player. He can hit well. He can defend well. I gave him a B like a straight B. The reason I am doing that is because, um, when you look at, you know, what he did for the Red Sox, he was good at a lot of different things, but not really great at any one thing. So I don't look at Pablo Reyes and say, Oh, he's a great baseball player. I look at him and say he's a solid baseball player that could help get the job done in a few different areas. So that's why, to me, Pablo Reyes deserves a B for his effort during this season. Sticking with the middle infield, um, because there are so many people who have played in the middle infield this year, I'm going with a player who was DFA'd in August by the Boston Red Sox and is now... Deciding that he wants to explore free agency, kind of see what's out there, and then decide if he, you know, wants to go elsewhere or maybe come back to Boston. Christian Arroyo is a middle infielder and spent a lot of his time with the Red Sox this season trying to just find his swing and figure it out. And it was disappointing because he had a very good 2022 season. So I was hoping to see more from him in 2023 and was expecting him to have a bigger season than he did because he had such a good season in 2022 but it really goes to show that any given year could be different than the last and you're not always going to follow that same pattern of having a good season the year following a good season so with arroyo the frustrations i had with him were primarily that he couldn't really figure it out at the plate. And when we needed him to be clutch and get a solid hit, he couldn't do it. And so his hits were very untimely when when he would get the hits. It was with nobody on base or it wasn't scoring runs. Um, so at the plate, he kind of just struggled significantly and his defense was okay, but definitely not up to par with what it should have been. Um, So Christian Arroyo, to me, gets a C-minus. He's less than Trevor Story because Trevor Story at least brought good defense when he was here, whereas Christian Arroyo brought mediocre defense and a pretty poor bat. So I thought a C-minus was a fair grade to give him. Um, Another infielder that the Red Sox acquired at the trade deadline was Louis Urias. They brought him in, traded a pitching prospect. He had kind of bounced around um, and tried to figure out where he best fits and how to succeed. And then he came to Boston and he actually showed that he was able to hit. Defensively, he wasn't all that great, um, but his defense definitely improved over the month of September. And he wasn't really costing the Red Sox games um, per se. But I definitely liked what I saw from him at the plate. Um, So I'm giving Louis Urias a solid B. And the reason I'm giving him that is because, again, like not poor defense um, and had a pretty good bat that was a nice spark to be provided to the end Of the Red Sox lineup because the seven, eight, and nine hitters were so used to seeing being automatic outs, but he kind of provided a little bit of a spark in that bottom third of the order, which the Red Sox needed because he would be able to get himself on base quite a bit. Um, So I thought giving Urias a B was totally fair. Um, He definitely contributed a good amount when he did come here. And so now the question becomes, How are the Red Sox going to handle him going forward? Is he a player that they want to keep on the roster moving forward? Or are they going to try to um, move him around so that they can acquire some pitching help? It really is going to depend on who gets brought in to replace Bloom. What is that person thinking? What's their idea of a successful middle infield? And is Louis Urias part of that equation? We'll find out. Another man that I've talked about as a potential trade piece for the Red Sox that has played a lot of second base in his time this year is Emmanuel Valdez. My fiancé is a huge fan of of him. He thinks he's a very good player who has a lot of upside and potential, which I definitely can see. Um, He didn't get a whole lot of opportunity with the Red Sox this year, but he did play in enough games for me to see the impact he was making. And I like Valdez. I think to me, he gets a B plus. Um, contributed more than Urias, especially offensively, um, was a very solid hitter. I am concerned about his defense. He started making some very nice plays in the last couple weeks of the season. So that to me was promising, but his Lack of abilities on defense kind of held me back from giving him an A. Um, he seems like he really has a desire to learn and constantly improve and has a great work ethic. So that helped raise my grade a little bit because I think work ethic is super important and being willing to commit. And even despite the fact that he didn't have a permanent spot on the roster and was just floating between AAA and the majors, he still would. Um, take everything in stride, do what was asked of him and do what he could do to help put the team in position to succeed. So I'll always respect that. So his attitude alone gave him an edge over some of the other players that I'm grading on this list because I really like his ability to want to try and work hard and not get discouraged even with things um, getting tough. Another player who needs to be talked about here is the guy who just showed great leadership for this team and really served as a great mentor to the younger guys in the clubhouse. And when Chris Cotillo um, came on my show as a guest, he said in quotes that there were players in the Red Sox clubhouse that were calling him the best leader this team has ever had. And when you think of a lot of the legends who have come through the Boston Red Sox and worn that uniform, that's truly a huge compliment. Um, so Justin Turner, there is no doubt in my mind that he gets an A plus for his contributions to this Boston Red Sox team. I can't really pinpoint anything that would set him back from having that grade. Maybe it's a little too generous, but I think it made all the difference in this Red Sox team's performance. I truly believe they might have lost some more games had it not been for him and his leadership and helping players get through. Emotionally injuries or not playing well in a game or being DFA'd or being sent back down to the minors, whatever the case may be, having Justin Turner there as that support system for these younger players, I think made all the difference in the world. So that alone, in my book, gives him an A plus grade because he just was that clubhouse guy, but not even to mention his baseball play. He was one of the most consistent players on this Boston Red Sox roster this year. And you knew what you were getting from him. And whenever you wanted somebody to come up in the clutch and be that guy who could get that big hit, you wanted Justin Turner at the plate. And he was putting up one of the best seasons of his career in 2023. So to me, Justin Turner is very deserving of an A-plus grade. Somebody who learned a lot from him this season and shared time- At the same position as him as Tristan Casas, who had his first full season, his rookie year, a test run, seeing where he's at, him learning how things go and how to operate. He showed vast improvement from the beginning of the season to the end. Offensively, he was not hitting super well um, to start the season but he ended it with a very solid batting average and his defense improved significantly too. And he was putting up really good numbers to the point where he was certainly in the conversation and in the running for rookie of the year. Granted Orioles Gunnar Henderson is probably going to run away with it. Um, But Casas definitely gave him a run for his money and displayed so much confidence when he was at the plate and never really wavered from feeling confident, even when he struggled. Um, so because of all of that alone, I'm giving Tristan Casas a solid a, I think he, um, you know, showed his ability and the fact that he has such strong potential and such a high ceiling. So to me, with the work he's put in, I'm giving Casas an a, Coming up, I'm going to be moving to other positions on the field, going to be going through the outfielders and catchers and what grades I'm giving them. So that's coming up next. But don't forget that you can check out Locked On Red Sox on your favorite podcast platform for free. And you can also check out other Locked On shows. Locked On MLB is great this time of year because – it's the postseason, and there's a lot of postseason analysis going on, but also analysis of teams that are not in the postseason, like the Red Sox. And you can kind of see what the thought process is for maybe certain moves the Red Sox are making, or finding out how their division opponents are doing with their off season to see how the Red Sox might stack up next year. So, whatever the case may be, you should check out Locked On MLB. And if you're an all Boston sports fan. Which I hope you are. In which case, you've come to the right place. We have fantastic Locked On hosts for Locked On Patriots, Locked On Celtics, Locked On Bruins. Um, you can check out all of those shows for free on your favorite podcast platform as well. So I highly recommend checking out those shows and just continuing to listen to the show, making it your first listen of every day. Subscribing on your favorite podcast platform and sharing it with your friends and family. And also, you can download the SiriusXM app for free and search Red Sox, and you can get the home broadcast of every Red Sox game so you don't have to miss a single pitch, which you might not want to do in 2024. Just saying. So I would get on that and download the SiriusXM app. Heading back to my player grades for 2023 Boston Red Sox position players. I'm going to go with now a platoon player as I like to call him, who can play both in the infield and in the outfield and has shown elite potential in both, got his chance in September to come up and really show that he's been improving at the minor league level and has had um, the ability to be able to be a major contribution to this team. Sadon Raffaella, he's athletic, um, he's skilled, he definitely has more to learn at the plate in terms of when to swing and when not to swing, he's very swing happy and likes to swing at pretty much anything. So he's going to have to learn to be a little more disciplined at the plate, but he can hit. And he was putting together some very nice at bats there towards the end of the season. And because he can play both infield and outfield together and do them both very well. His grade became a little bit higher. I'm giving Rafaela a B plus. I think he has shown a lot of growth this season. Um, he's versatile, which the Red Sox need, because even if they decide they want to make the infield his primary position and have him play more shortstop or second base primarily, they can still use him in the outfield when needed if somebody gets injured or something else happens. So the fact that they have a player who defensively they don't have to feel like is a reliability um, a liability for either the outfield or the infield must be a great feeling for them. And that helps bump up his grade. But I'm not giving him an A because I'd like to see some more plate discipline out of him. Another player who's just very well-liked in the Red Sox clubhouse, who always carries himself with such maturity and has just really helped out in the outfield this year and can hit against the lefties super well is Rob Refsnyder. When there was a lefty um, pitching, he would hit instead of Jaron Duran. He'd be put in the lineup because Duran struggles against lefties or he'd come in and pinch hit against a lefty, and a lot of times it would work and he would score a run for that. I like Rob. I'm a huge fan of him. I think he just plays the game the right way and kind of flies under the radar a little bit to just do what he can to help his team, and he does make a difference to this Red Sox team. I'm giving Rob a B. I don't think he plays enough for me to give him an A and say, yeah, he contributed a ton to this Red Sox team, but I think he has a good attitude that he brings to the clubhouse. He was mic'd up once during Sunday night football, and he just was the most chill guy ever, and just was like a normal human being. And he's probably such a pleasure to have on the team. Um, so Rob gets a B from me. Um, Jaron Duran, I mentioned him before. Um, he struggled against lefties this year, struggled a lot last year, but what a season he had. It was really too bad he ended up getting injured because he really was showcasing a lot of what he could do and just vastly improved in 2023, provided a much-needed offensive spark to the Boston Red Sox, Um, and his speed helped him collect more bases on a hit and turn singles into doubles, Um, and he made some very nice plays in the outfield, and the outfield at Fenway is not easy to play. So because of... How much of an impact he personally made before he went on the injured list, I'm giving him an A-minus because he's played so well, and I'm hoping that that can carry over into 2024 because he was at the heart of the Boston Red Sox lineup for a lot of the season, and he was that guy that they looked to to get a big hit in a lot of different occasions. So I'm looking at him and giving him an A-minus. Another outfielder that gets a little bit of a lower grade from me is Alex Verdugo. I'm giving Verdugo a C- and there's a couple different reasons. One, his attitude. Um, He did get benched a couple times. We obviously will never know the full story, but to me, that's a red flag. Is he a detrimental figure to the clubhouse? Is he bringing on a negative attitude that doesn't fit in the Red Sox clubhouse and isn't tolerated. So his grade gets knocked down for that. And also he did not really play well in the second half of the season. He seemed lost a lot more at the plate. And when he would go on a short run, it wouldn't last long. He'd kind of dip back into struggling again. Um, Defensively, he was the best outfielder the Red Sox had on the team this year. So that saved him a little bit. But I kind of have more strikes against him than I do checks for him. So Verdugo gets a C minus another outfielder who also has served as a designated hitter this year is Masataka Yoshida. I would like to see more from him. I hope he can kind of have a good season next year because he started the season on a tear. I think it's because opposing pitchers hadn't figured him out yet. But then when they started to figure him out, he wasn't hitting as well. He's shown that he can hit fastballs really well, but can he hit the off speed stuff? not as much. Um, so for that, his letter grade was bumped down a little bit and defensively, he was not good at all. Um, he just made some really tough plays out there defensively. So I think he'd be a better fit overall down the road as a designated hitter, um, more full-time, but he can hit, you know, he, he just, needs to find more pitches to be able to feel comfortable swinging at and making contact with. So for now, Yoshida's at a solid C for me. Um, You know, I think he's a good player and I think he has the potential. He just needs to show me more. Adam Duvall, on the other hand, gets a very good letter grade from me. He was such a surprise for Boston this year. When they signed him, I felt good about it because defensively, I knew he'd bring something to the Red Sox outfield that they needed. They needed reliable defenders um, in the outfield. But I would not have guessed that his bat would be as impactful as it was. I mean, he was one of the best bats the Red Sox had on this team. Um, And overall, he was just a really good figure to have. The Red Sox chose not to trade him at the trade deadline. And I understand why. It's because they see him as just a really valuable piece to the puzzle and whether he comes back next year is still up in the air. Um, I hope he does, but he made a really strong impact on this Red Sox team. Um, And so because of that, I'm giving him an a minus. He wasn't perfect. He had a couple moments where he had blunders and stretches where he um, struggled at the plate, but overall he was very solid. So he gets an a minus. Another outfielder who got a chance towards the end of the year, um, but I still want to see more from as Willier Abreu. That man can hit. He hits for power. He can hit to a bunch of different parts of Fenway Park. He can absolutely mash the baseball and he has very good plate discipline to add to it, which is a great step for somebody who is still trying to find their footing and really establish themselves at the major league level. He's already off to a great start with that, he defensively plays in the outfield. Um, I want to see a little more from him from a defensive standpoint. He made some very nice plays out there, but he, there were also some plays he could have made that he didn't. So I'm looking at him and saying there's a lot of upside with Abreu, but a couple things he could still improve on. So because of that, I'm giving him a solid B. It just I mean that's that's above average, and he's definitely very above average. I'm just not ready to give him an A yet because he did make an impact in the short stint that he was here, but he does need to show improvement in some areas. And our two catchers, Connor Wong and Reese McGuire. Connor Wong, I give him a ton of credit because he had to take on a huge workload for a good portion of the season when Reese was injured. And that's not an easy thing to do. And it did help him to really grow as a player. His offensive stats were improved and defensively. Um, he got a lot better, too. And defensively, he's a very solid catcher. Um, and I like what I've seen from him from that standpoint. He still needs to get better at the plate. and he made a couple very bad base running mistakes this year down the stretch. So still more for Connor Wong to learn. But because of his defense, his letter grade was bumped up a little bit. I'm giving him a c plus. I think, um, you know, he's shown, upside defensively and that saved him, but I still need to see more overall from him offensively, but I truly do respect his ability to take on that much of the workload when McGuire was injured and just do it with such confidence and being so willing to take on that role. And finally, Reese McGuire, you know, how I feel about Reese. I've said it a lot of times on this show. Um, He's a right. He's just a solid backup catcher, decent backup catcher. I'm giving him a B minus. I don't think there's a whole lot else to really say about him. Um, You know, he'll get the job done defensively. He's not the best, but he is a lot better offensively than Connor Wong. Um, So it's good that he's an offensive guy, Um, but I definitely would have liked to see some better defense from him. He's a backup catcher. That's what he is. So I graded him accordingly based on the fact that he is a backup catcher. Don't forget, again, you can download the SiriusXM app and search Red Sox, and you can get the home broadcast of every game straight to your feed for free so you don't have to miss a single pitch. So head to the SiriusXM app, download it, and search Red Sox today so you can take advantage of that amazing deal Um, And also tune into tomorrow's episode where I will be giving letter, letter grades to the Boston Red Sox pitchers. So you won't want to miss that episode. As always, keep the faith, go Red Sox, and I will catch you on the flip side.